Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status, in recognition of their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Sup, Powerful Nonsenses. Hello. We have returned to your ear holes once again. Straight into those ear holes. For some powerful nonsense goodness. Could be a lot of nonsense today. <laughs> I think it will be a lot of nonsense today. I'm still delirious from the gym. Yeah, that blood flow. <laughs> Got to the... Should be in the brain somewhere. Yeah, well, it definitely went to my head. My face went bright red throughout most of that gym session. Yeah, it's quite embarrassing. It was embarrassing. <laughs> I looked a state. <laughs> Sorry, you're not meant to look too pretty in the gym. No, true. We fell off the horse for... You uh, fell so I horse. fell off the horse. You've been off that horse. You've fell been off dragged the across the floor by the horse. <laughs> <laughs> when, when was the last time? When? It's probably... I'm going to go with a week and a half. I'd say so. Or two weeks. Maybe pushing the two-week boundary. Somewhere around that, that level. So I was struggling a little bit this morning. Not least of all, to get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, good, good, good session. Good session. Um, so we've got a conversation we're going to have today, which we haven't had really for, it, it seems, for quite a while, which mm-hmm. is actually about kind of choosing career. Yeah, and so actually I was um, doing a little bit of research on the old Google and I was just searching like um, like searching search terms, like what is or what should I and stuff like that on, onto Google. And actually what popped up was like, what career is right for me? And it literally had so many search terms for that, people searching it. So I thought actually that kind of hits home with our audiences. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people out there, I was talking to my dad about it last week and he was sort of saying like, I still don't know what I want to do. And I think it's Your a real, yeah, even my dad. And I think it gets to that point where people think there is that right thing to do. But I think all the time you're questioning, are you doing the right thing? And so I think it brings mm. a lot of um, anxiety to a lot of people where you feel like, am I wasting my time? And so I thought this would be like a good conversation to have and kind of break it down a little bit. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's a hell of a lot of pressure anyway. And I hear so many people say it, but like, why on earth are we making 16-year-olds decide what they're going to do for the rest of their lives? Uh, when they pick their A-levels and then at 18 they choose their degree and whatever. Because truth is, I mean, I've said it many times, I'm one of the lucky few that's always known what I've wanted to do. Um, but that's a very, very rare thing and, and not many people are in that position. And a lot of people come out of university still having no clue what they want to do with their life. And so I think there is a lot of pressure from young people to kind of have their life mapped out in front of them. And they've just got to follow the course and 
then they'll have all the success that they've ever dreamed of. And it's just not, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, no, totally. And I think like what you said there, I think it is that schooling system that kind of puts it into you while you're kind of vulnerable that you should know what you want to do. And if you don't, then you're kind of like lost the flow at sea. And Mm. actually the people who, and I think as well, I think you'll find that a lot of people who go through that education system, I think you're going through the next step. You how many people do degrees and they kind of just did it because it kind of feels like they're on a path to something. And then you come out and be like, actually, I don't really enjoy that thing. And I think, I think we kind of, to make ourselves feel in control, we kind of kind of externally look like we know what we want to do next. But actually, I think you never know. And you've got people who we speak to, like my dad or like other older people who get into careers and they're doing it 10, 15 years. And they realize, actually, this ain't for me and it hasn't been for me. And it's, again, that kind of fear of changing as well. I think that holds a lot of people back. Because mm. I, I think when I look at kind of your journey, I think very much you're quite the antithesis to me in the sense of I I label you as somebody that was coming out of uni still having no idea what it is you wanted to do um so I was just wondering if you might want to kind of talk us through the trials and tribulations I think you felt at the time I mean it's quite several years back now but yeah no I think totally many many years (laughs) back let's not mention that um but yeah like even when I went to university it was on that base I didn't really know what I wanted to do but I thought I'd do a course that would be fun and I did contemporary media production and then when I came out I was like well if you do a media degree the obvious next step should be that you go into tv or film and that was kind of like well that's the progression but even then I hadn't really took the time to question do I really want to do this do I even know what's on the other end like what if I do get that job in tv what does that look like and I think that's a, a massive problem that people have is like I think a lot of the time you don't really know what that thing is that you want or you don't have the experience to know if anything's better and so you stay mm-hmm. put. And I think obviously, especially for young people, it's that um, kind of figuring out what is on the other end. I think we've got so much options and availability nowadays to test out a few things. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's too easy just to fall for like the default things of stuff to do. Go get an office job or go and, I don't know, I don't know, go to or whatever, like if you go to university or go to a higher education or whatever, it's kind of like you've, it's not much fault that goes into it. It's just the next step. And I think nowadays we've got so many options to sort of test out our sort of hypothesis on a certain career. We can go and do a work experience. We can try something out. We mm. can speak to somebody who is doing that thing that we think we want to do. And I just think that the worst part is that too many people just get stuck in this mindset that, they have to know and that it can't change and otherwise they look scatty and I think like you said I'm a prime example of one of these people that if you looked at what I do it looks very scatty and uncontrolled but actually I can't think of anything worse than feeling like I know exactly what I want to do in some ways I find it quite liberating Mm. that I never know what I want to do Mm. I never know what next year is going to look like and that can be quite scary for some people but actually when I think you have sort of a bit of trust and faith in what you do already and what kind of skill sets you have and the networks you have, I think then it becomes a massive opportunity because then you're not limited. You're not saying, well, I've only done office work, so I'm just going to get another office job. It's kind of, you're open to multiple opportunities. Like the whole me going into my whole food business was total left field, like out of nowhere. But that's because I've kind of adopted this and got quite comfortable in this mentality that it's okay not to know. And I think that's where most people struggle because that's why you get people googling what career should I be doing it's because people want to know whether or not they're doing the right thing and mm. I think that's the problem there is actually no right way of doing anything like there is no manual to life there is no do this and you get that 
And I think that's where people need to sort of sit down and kind of like stop putting so much pressure on yourselves, really. Yeah, and and I think there is that there is a huge amount of pressure, and I think a, a want for us to not only put other people into a box and go, this is what you are, but also for to be able to label ourselves. Um, I think it's very telling whenever you go to a network. When you're an adult, when you meet somebody, one of the first questions, even if you try and avoid it, one of the first questions that will likely come out of your mouth is, so what do you do then? Or if you haven't seen someone for a long time, so what are you doing now? And by what you're doing now, you're not meaning like, what are you doing right now at this minute? What you really mean is, What's your career? Yeah. What's your job? How can I? It's How are you a quick way of money? judging where they're currently at, and you right. kind of that's, and then it gets very anxious because then even when you answer that question, when you get asked it, it's quite uncomfortable as well mm-hmm. because you know that your answer is something that people are now going to judge the next five minutes Instantly. or ten minutes. If you say, I don't know, I've got three businesses and I've just bought my own, or whatever you say, and you moved into a new house, that person's going to judge you differently. You say, oh, to be honest, I'm, I'm my job and I hate it, and mm-hmm. I really don't know what I'm going to do. Like then again it opens up a whole different way of judgment. So I think, mm. like you say, that question there is usually what the new person you're meeting it's a, is literally it's, judging it's you It's the off. most loaded question I think we ask each other yeah. in a social interaction is, you know, what do you do or what are you doing now? Or, you know, questions to that effect is yeah. the most loaded question we ever ask. Much in the same way that actually, um, although I don't think it's intentional, I think it still has the same effect when we ask a kid, so what do you want to be when you grow up? And then they go out and they try to say the most mental thing, like, I'm going to be a spaceman. I'm going to, because it kind of, again, you know that the teacher kind of wants to like judge your ambition there and be like, oh, that's good. He wants to do that rather than, oh, you know, I'd love to have a cleaning company where I clean toilets and stuff like that. That'd be too like, well, that's not ambitious enough. I don't think you'll ever hear a a child say, (laughs) I mean, children say some, some crazy things, but I don't think you'll ever hear a child say, I want to own a toilet cleaning business. (laughs) Not that specific. The the parent will be there. Or I want to clean bathrooms or, you know, but I want to be a cleaner. I don't think you'll ever, (laughs) I don't think you'll ever hear that. Maybe I'm wrong. If anybody's children have, declared ambitions to be cleaners then please let us know because i'd love to know if there are children out there but i've got a feeling that there isn't because there is this certain particularly with kids it's like you can be whoever you want to be and um i think that's a great thing for kids but i I just don't think we should be asking kids that question full stop really because i think it puts too much pressure on them to have a successful career and pick the right career and it's just the wrong it's the wrong time like i look at my dad and I say, you know, if you could do anything with your life now, what would you want to do? And it's a difficult question for him to answer now because he's so, but my dad's still young. Like he's in his early fifties. Like he's still young. He's got a lot of life ahead of him. Touch wood. Um, and so, you know, he can do what he wants and it's just whether or not he's willing to take the leap. And I think that's a lot of the challenge sometimes as well is, there's a lot of pressure to pick the right career when you do make that choice so that you're not seen as a failure for going, oh, no, I'm doing something else now. Mm -hmm. And as well, I think it's that nowadays, obviously, we spoke about it many times before, like there's so many opportunities that you can see all the jobs that are now available. And so Mm -hmm. there's so many things you could be doing, which, again, can cause a lot of tension as well. Now everybody's updating their LinkedIn and you see, oh, now they've moved to that company. Oh, that's a better brand. Oh, they're moving up in Mm -hmm. the world. 
And so there is that sort of LinkedIn envy of, oh, blah, blah, just one, like uh, the, what is it, 30 under 30 or whatever it is, those kind uh-huh. of awards where young person of the year and all these sort of things that are going on. And then you're just like, oh, oh, am I doing the right thing? They're obviously progressing in their life. And I think that's that's a massive thing. I think everybody that kind of questions, am I doing the right career? Usually mm-hmm. is that level of feeling a bit stagnant in what mm-hmm. they're currently doing and they're not feeling that progression. It's like, if you know... I mean, when you step up in a job and it's a new job, now you feel, okay, I've, I've got that next step. And yeah. again, it comes back to that whole chasing the next big thing and the promotions. And again, that's a whole thing in itself. But I think I think really you just got to kind of ask yourself, like when your question is, is this the right career for me? I think what you're asking yourself is, am I happy right now? Yeah. Am I content with what I'm doing? Do I feel that I'm progressing? Do I feel that I'm evolving as a human am i learning am i meeting new people am i challenging myself and i think a lot of the time it is usually if you're asking that question it's probably because you do feel that you've stagnated all that there's no progression happening because i know if you're in a new job and you're doing well and people are recognizing that you actually feel quite motivated and you know that you're yeah moving forward in some ways yeah and i think the danger does as you kind of alluded to that i think the danger does come when you are feeling that stagnation you could be in a job that you really really enjoyed and then you've been there for three years and nothing's moved forward and your life hasn't changed since the day you started um and then suddenly that's when that's when you start questioning whether you've made the right career choice or if you're working for the right organization and this that and the other because there is a kind of there is a path that's that we seem to go through in life in uh, this side of the world, which is just this this constant forward motion, this constant increase in wealth, this constant trajectory to being higher up in a business or an organization or whatever. And it's just this constant moving forward. And what happens is you see all of your friends moving forward and progressing and and there'll be there will always be those times because it's a bit of push and pull. But there'll always be those times where all of your friends seem to be moving forward at once and you feel left completely left behind. And those are the times where you really start to question it. And those are the times where you go, okay, have the sacrifices that I've made to have this career so far been ultimately worth it? And I think one thing you have to bear in mind as well, actually, is a lot of the big money-making jobs that are out there right now didn't exist 10 years ago. And that's a really interesting thing to observe because new jobs and new platforms and this, that, and the other are being created daily. And, I mean, just look at the way that uh, the internet has changed drastically in the last five years. We've now moved to a very content-heavy internet. And so the value of curators for instance has gone up dramatically um so what i guess i'm saying is don't feel completely stuck in one career because you don't know what other careers are going to be out there in five years so feel the willingness to be flexible and go actually that's caught my attention that's fired me up i'm going to give that a go yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think nowadays as well, like people are what career is right for me. I think like what you said there, nowadays the careers are going to change constantly. Jobs that existed, like you say, five years ago will be new in the next five years. And so I think there has to be this willingness to evolve, but then it's not doing it just for the sake of it because you feel like, oh, that's my progression. I do think mm. that 
um, yeah, people just need to be more open. And also, I think I think really it just comes down to like, are you looking externally at other people? And is that making you question what you're currently doing? Because that just means that actually other people are bringing you that dissatisfaction because then you're judge you're again you're, you're falling into that comparison trap with mm. them rather than actually looking at what you're currently doing and is it serving you for where you're currently at and if it is then maybe that's good enough yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly bang on nail on the head um so i'll come back to this in a minute but we need to take a quick break to thank the sponsor of the show the university of northampton if you've been listening to us for a long time you know by now that me and Jem have come from the University of Northampton ourselves. That's where we met. That's where we got our stripes, as it were. Um, so we're very much a product of them. Um, and the great thing about the University of Northampton is that there isn't just a focus on getting a degree and kind of going out and getting work. In fact, actually, it's a very appropriate episode to talk about it, I think, in many ways, because they respect the fact that you've got this degree and you've got this trajectory that you're going going on, but they also very much encourage, and it's built into all aspects of, of the university life there, um, about being able to make social impact, whether that's through setting up a charity, a business, a venture, a social enterprise, whatever, um, which is completely optional. It's not like something that you have to do, but they really build a really solid support network around anybody that wants to explore that as an idea and a potential career path as well. Um, so if that sounds like something you'd quite like to check out, if you are thinking of going to university, but not quite entirely sure whether you want to go out on your own or if you want to go down the more traditional academic route then i think northampton would be a great for you to check out so check them out northampton.ac.uk and a massive thank you to them for supporting the show lovely and i think that's a good point you make there is that obviously northampton's out there to give you that platform to try multiple things so that you don't fall into the sort of trap of okay i've done a finance degree my only Mm. job is to go into a bank what if you just want to try something else on the side and create a social enterprise which then uses your skills in that way as Mm -hmm. well so and i think people can do that in all walks of life and i think it's just that you've got to use that time to explore other options really yeah and i think where i think we're in a really interesting (coughs) sorry sorry where, where i think we're in a really interesting time and i mean this this is ultimately the premise for uh i'm gonna bring him in again gary vaynerchuk's book crush it we're in a really interesting position now is those things that you do in your spare time, there is now a way to turn them into a business very easily, whatever it is, literally whatever it is. There are people making a huge amount of money playing video games online. They make loads of money and they're doing what I used to do in front of the TV after school. Like, and they're making money. They're making more money than I made by doing the things I hated um, at the weekends on my Saturday job, working in retail. Um, and, they're, and they're just having fun. And, you know, there are people that, I mean, Twitch is a great platform, I think, as an example of this. You know, the people playing games, there are people drawing and making money because people are watching them draw. Like, if you can make money from having people watch you draw things, then I think you can make money doing pretty much anything. And obviously it's a hard game. There's people it's, that yeah, are probably it's not drawing easy. today and earning nothing. That's and it. Trying, it means it takes time and it's not something that is a quick win and it sounds glamorous. And I do think that a lot of these sort of opportunities that we see that the online world offers, I think 
they're like what people dream about doing, but they are the things mm. that take the most work. They're like us yeah. doing a podcast. It's like you might start a podcast tomorrow, but then are you willing to do it for three years before you see some sort of income or five years? Who knows? There's no guarantee of it. Mm. But I do think the option is there to try other things. And that's the thing. Like you can be doing these things beside your day job. And sometimes that brings energy into your day job because it's something you're excited about. But I wanted to come back to um, something that I think is really important, which is kind of the whole basis of this actual question of like what career is right for me, is this idea that I think when we say what's right for me, I think a lot of the time people haven't figured out like what does like a good life look like for me. And yes. I do think that it's a, it's a kind of working backwards in some ways because a lot of the time I generally think that this the anxiety is caused because most people are doing something at a default it's just a normal get on with life like life you go to work and do these things i think there's a real lack of actual stepping back to have a thought to think about what what are my goals for the next year what am i trying to achieve like who am i trying to become rather than what career am i going mm -hmm. after and i think that's the biggest question that people need to ask themselves if a career doesn't feel right for you it's right against what against what criteria is it not right if it's paying your bills it means you're saving towards your home and your goal is to get home, maybe it is right. Maybe you're not spending, you're spending too much hours in that job and then you've got to think, okay, well, the career's not right for me because I'm having to work five days a week. How do I bring it down to three? Or how do I add some extra income? Maybe I want more money, so maybe you have to do your job and add something else in the side, on the side, like Wayne was saying with a little sort of side project that excites you. I think that, I generally believe that most people who are having that anxiety around their career, I think it's because there is no actual direction. I think there is no mm -hmm. North Star. There is no bigger picture. I think it's like for Wayne, who is is an actor and is wanting to become an actor and be in these amazing films, you know where you're heading, so you know the kind of actions you need to take. Whereas I think a lot of people, you don't really, like for me, there is no, like I'm not saying having a massive um, goal of where I want to be or what I want to be doing. My goal is around my lifestyle and how I want to live yeah. and the friends I want to have and the time I want to have to do a podcast, the time to go to the gym and keep myself healthy, the friends that I want to go out with, the how much income do I need to live a good life. And I think I know what that looks like to me and I know when it's not happening, I know when it, I want it to happen. And so I know that, okay, maybe I do have to have a business because if I don't have a business, then I ha can't have the time to do all these other things on the side. And so I just think that people need to really consider what is it they want to go after? What does a good life look like to them? Mm. And then it's that process of working backwards because everybody's going to start a nine to five. I was doing a nine to five before I had a, a, an idea of what I wanted to do. And it did start by me creating that plan in my head of what would I like my life to look like? That's it. And it's, it's knowing what you want. It's knowing what you want out of life. Um, one example, I think, think of a lot and and maybe i maybe i didn't play it right but um because i'm kind of trying to make up for it now but i remember when i left university and loads of people loads of actors i trained with being like i want to go traveling so i think i'm going to go traveling and then i'll worry about my acting career and i thought well actually my acting career goes well i should hopefully be able to go traveling through my work so actually, what's more important to me, the traveling or the work? Well, at the minute, it's the work. So I'm going to go all in on the work in the hopes that I'll get the traveling as a byproduct from it. And it's just knowing to align that as a priority. And I think so. it's so easy just to kind of think short term sometimes. And sure, as I say, I think I may have played that wrong. I probably could have done myself a better service by actually 
doing a little bit of traveling, but not making it as big a deal. Um, but at that time, my priority was very much, no, I want to make, I've got the momentum. I want to keep going with the momentum and, and go as quickly as I can. But I think it's so easy just to kind of like not think of the bigger picture and just go day by day. And, and that's where you do sometimes end up drifting. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to just live in, in the day and think what's this day about? Cause I think sometimes I go too far the other way and I think too much big picture and I don't enjoy each day as it comes as much as I like. And it is, it's about finding that balance. And I think the same thing about, as you were saying about people that have their anxieties around work, it's mainly because it's just like, Ooh, uh, sorry, <laughs> phone going, um, just going out of balance. And, um, you know, whether it's the, okay, well I'm saving from a house, but the minute I'm just working too many hours and it's just about kind of nudging things in the right direction, because what happens is if you just kind of soldier on and you don't nudge things in the right direction, it's like, it's like if you, if <laughs> I'm going to try and explain this, this is quite a visual thing, but if you're uh, imagine you've got like, you're trying to draw a line straight up, straight line, straight up. Okay. But you're like one degree out. Okay. About a meter, meter up, the line's not going to be that far away from where you want to be. But if you're 10 meters up, that gap between where you want the line to be and where the line actually ultimately is, is much, much bigger. And the, f the longer you go, going at a slightly different angle to where you want to go, the further away you're going to get from where you want to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that you kind of have to assess on a year-by-year -year basis as well. Like, obviously, my goals this year might be different another year when maybe I think, okay, well, I want to have kids now. What does that mean? How does that change what I want to do? It's mm -hmm. a cost constant assessment. I kind of wanted to wrap up this episode on the point that I generally, again, I think number one, people need to know what they're aiming for, which I think is why they get a lot of anxiety because they feel like they're doing things that are, there's no focus to it. There's no, what's the end goal? It's just a constant, you're in that rat race, you're in that, you're spinning, the wheels are spinning, but you're not going anywhere. So I think that's what you need to target first. But then the other thing is to ask yourself, like, why are you so afraid of changing? Like, mm. what is holding you back? And I think naturally, it's a, there's a psychology behind it. People are so loss averse, like they don't want to go for something that has an option that could actually be better when they're kind of in something that feels stable. And it's, I mean, it's ticking the boxes in society. It's you've got a job, you're working, you earn your income, maybe you're renting your own place and stuff like that. But then it is that whole notion of the handcuffs are on. And I think for a lot of people, you're living, you're doing okay. It's not terrible. You still get to go out, but you don't feel happy. And I think people get so stuck in that mentality that it's not that bad. But then I think that will just keep creeping in. It'll, who's how many years? Five years, ten years, fifteen years, and you're going to build up this resentment and thinking, shit. If I just had started five years ago, maybe I'd be different. Oh, if I started, and then it'll just keep going. I think yeah. a lot of people are so loss averse, kind of hold back, and are so afraid of change. And obviously, there's their valid reasons for it. Like mm -hmm. you have got bills to pay, you've got stuff to do, but. In the same way, I think, like you say, with that line, that actual line of change, if you're making impacts with change, it actually can work in a positive, in that, not in this, in this, using the same metaphor. If you could just slightly change the direction and that little tweak that you make is towards where you th it could be better for you and you start making smaller progress, that line, you're eventually going to get there, even making very small steps towards it. But I think you have to have a willingness to kind of let go of something that doesn't feel as good. And it doesn't have to be overnight. It's not all that whole, just jump and do it and go for it. Quit your job and start a new career. And da -da -da. 
you can kind of you could be in a bank job and think to yourself, actually, I really think charity work would be great for me. I'd love to kind of have an impact in what I'm doing. So on the weekends or maybe one day a week or something, I'm going to go and volunteer at that place. I'm going to do some work there. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing there is you're turning, you're putting that little five degrees difference because you're now opening yourself up to something new. Mm. And I think that's going to create the opportunities where, oh, is this for me? And maybe you do it. No, it's not for me. And you go another 5% the other way and then maybe you see something different. And I think it's just that willingness. I think most people can sit there dissatisfied for years before they actually make any kind of tweak. And obviously, usually that's when people get to that bursting point and does it really yeah. need to get there? Yeah. And yeah, I think that's something that people need to consider. And it's, um, I think it, it's easier now than it's ever been to have something running on the side. It's not to say it's easy. It's bloody difficult. Well, we, we're challenged by that. How many things do we have going on? So many plates spinning <laughs> yeah. all the time. So it is a challenge and it's not easy, but it's easier than it's ever been to have something running on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if, it, if there's something that you think you want to maybe explore, then just explore it. Even if it just means that you carve out an extra hour a day or even an extra five hours a week or, you know, you just dedicate, I don't know, Sunday afternoon to it or whatever. Just start and just see if that is a different potential career path for you. It will take time. Obviously, the more you put into it, the more you'll get out quicker. But it will take time. But eventually, you might find that actually this thing that you started on the side begins to overtake your actual main thing that you've been working hard at for years and years and years and starting to resent. And then that's the point where you can start going, okay, can I actually feasibly now turn this into a full-time thing and shift my career? Yeah, and as I say, it doesn't mean starting a business. It could mean like you've got enough experience now that you can make that career swap because you've built up the hours in that other career proving that you can bring value. Mm-hmm. And so it just works that way. Yeah. So I wanted to sort of round this episode off by just saying to people who are out there who are worried is just ultimately that there is no actual right career. There is the one that's working today. And then you have that vision of where you want to go and you are accord, like you are adjusting in the right ways to kind of move yourself slightly towards there. So I think for most people out there, just chill. Like life is in a flux. Like you, it's going to change. I don't know what's going to happen next year. At least Wayne knows he wants to go towards an actor, but he don't know how and when that's going to happen. And I think we need to understand that like life is not just going to give you the answers there and then Mm. it's fluid Mm -hmm. and it's like, we don't know. And so don't put the pressure on yourself, just kind of work towards what makes you happy. And ultimately that's it really. Yeah, definitely. I've got a little book recommendation for you. Go on in. Um, I haven't read it myself, but my dad has. I bought it for my dad, which is Living Forward by Michael Hyatt. Oh yeah. I think it's very much talks about drifting and a lot of the stuff that we've, we've talked about in the latter half of this episode which is just making sure that you know what direction you're trying to take your life in so living forward was that yeah living forward by michael hyatt will leave a link in the show notes on powerfulnonsense.com awesome great so that felt like quite a deep episode actually but necessary but necessary i think so it felt felt good felt quite zen actually Mm, yeah yeah must be that oreo smoothie we made oh Oh, yeah. Either that or the yoga we did in the gym. Hey. That nearly broke me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, smoothies and yoga. Look at us. What, what, do, what do we sound like? <laughs> Is the avocado ready? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just got to mash and put some chia seeds on top. <laughs> um, so thanks very much for tuning in, guys. As always, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, we'd be very, very grateful. Five stars or more would be wonderful. Um, if you haven't done so already, also hit the subscribe button on iTunes. That will get all of the episodes directly into your feed and hit us up on twitter and or instagram twitter is at pn underscore podcast and instagram is powerful underscore nonsense um yep i think that's enough plugging so uh thanks very much and we will catch you next time see you later